Good afternoon. Welcome to the North Point of View here with Dr. Walter Kimsey's Walter. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, Mark. How are you? Good, man. How are you? I, you know what? I'm so crazy busy these days. Yeah. That I'm gonna, I'm deliberately planning my schedule next week to take a four-day weekend. Just have to. I just, I'm getting burned out. There's anybody, so much change if happening. If anybody deserves and needs a four-day weekend, it's you. Oh, thank you for saying that. Which is a sign of the times, right? Everybody's yeah. hustling. Everybody's working. There's, uh, there's change everywhere, right? There's, there's, I don't know if it's chaos, but it just feels like there's a, a microburst of change everywhere you look, every sector. Yeah. Um, I mean, inventory, shipping, uh, construction, commodity prices, you know, banking, government intervention. Uh, I mean, it's just, uh, it's, it seems like it's just crazy right now. Wow, it absolutely is. And the thing is, is I'm pretty good at taking things apart so we understand the pieces and then putting it back together. Because um, we've got to get you better on putting things back together again. You're the guy that takes the watch <laughs> apart and figures out the piece and how it works and then walks away and finds another project. Exactly. <laughs> well, who wants to take Walter, the time to reassemble it? i got 72 it. <laughs> pieces of a watch on my desk here. Well, and now you've got your Apple Watch. Well, you say, like, I know what time it is. Yeah, exactly. I don't have to do anything anymore. <laughs> Uh, oh man! All right, so there's a um, another shift that you and I've been talking about. Um, you know, I guess in short version, Flexport going vertical, right? Yeah. Um, and so, what I'm going to do because you know I don't like going vertical, right? I'm a horizontal guy. <laughs> this is yours. Yeah. So just take the camera off me. I'm mm. not even going to cue you up. You just got to talk for eight minutes because I'm out, man. I don't want to talk vertical. <laughs> well, the vertical is the supply chain. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. And I was privileged once with Descartes. Uh, they brought me to their customer day thing and asked me to give a talk to them and their customers about the trends. And uh, they let me sit in on several sessions amongst their clients under NDA. And I learned that what they were doing is something called pooled distribution. Yeah. So if you're a really big retailer, a Walmart, an Amazon, a Target, you've got scale economy advantages that you could use to just knock out any medium-sized retailer to small-sized retailer. And, and it's really the, that's the, lever, that's the edge, right? Yeah. I mean, that's the margin that gives them the ability to do what they do, right? Exactly. Yeah. So the mid-sized retailers that they showed me got together. Their products were not incompatible. And so they were getting their products uh, on, on, onto containers, sometimes sharing containers in Asia. And then it would come to the U.S. And in certain cities, they had a 3PL who picked their stuff up, took it to one big warehouse. They treated it as if it was an Amazon warehouse, but with different divisions or different types of goods within the warehouse, clothing, ladies' undergarments, you know, you know, uh, you know, books, but stuff that wouldn't create a problem for the other product by being stored in the same area. Yeah, just a quick look at that, saving them time and money right there. Right, and right? it gets better. Don't ha yeah. yeah. But then they would have a, a van pick up stuff for the different retailers and then drive into New York City and stop at the stores and drop off some for store one, for store two, for store three, and basically uh, savings all the way from Asia into the cities. Wow. So um, that's kind of vertical, but not there. 
And then what we've seen is companies like WWL, uh, Wilhelmson Logistics, who move cars around, they learn to go to the automobile manufacturers and sit in their factory meetings where they plan production, which is a dumb thing to do if you don't simultaneously plan your logistics. Right. And so when WWL sat down with them to plan the logistics, cost savings came out all over the place. And so instead of just going port to port, they were going factory to port to port to dealership. And at both ends, they have a lot of vehicle processing. Uh, and what happens is, you know, cars that were made that are now made in Detroit, they're going to go to Saudi Arabia. Well, when that little mirror sign says objects in, you know, appear closer than they really are, well, that's in English. They need in Arabic. So you hire 10 guys for the 200 cars that are going to Saudi Arabia. They spend a few days taking off that little decal and putting another decal on until all the cars have been, you know, set up for Saudi Arabia. And so this is much cheaper to have a, a, a part-time worker doing it than a $120 an hour mechanic at a dealership doing right. it. So there's savings all over the place. So back in 2016, I met the guys in Damco up in Chatham in, in uh, New Jersey. And at the time, Maersk had integrated, decided no more uh, you know, APM terminals, no more Maersk shipping. And... Uh, I forgot the name of their Damco, and no more 3PL called Damco. Everybody's Maersk. You're all blue. Put a streak of blue across their faces. That's it. Now, go go make money. Go make real money. And the problem is, is all three segments of the the business were commoditized. And so, if you put three commoditized businesses together, it's like adding three zeros. Okay, it's still zero. You get all the zeros you want. It's zero. So I was talking to the head of Damco. Uh, I was at JLL at the time, and I said, why aren't you doing what WWL did? Why aren't you doing what Descartes did? You know, you need to go beyond, you know, the little warehouse to warehouse. How do you go into the factories? How do you get into the home delivery that's going to grow and grow and grow and be a worser and worser problem, to quote Lewis Carroll? And uh, we saw slowly that they started to buy warehouses and distribution centers and... Uh, and basically, you know, they even bought a company that specializes in home delivery technology. So they're doing exactly that. And it's interesting to watch them versus MSE, Mediterranean Shipping. They're just buying bigger and bigger and bigger right. ships, uh, more bigger ships, and uh, they're not doing the vertical. And it is a commoditized business, and I personally think they're making a terrible mistake. On top of it, as we pull away from, uh, from China, and we go to other places that can't take these monster ships, uh, they may not be needed. Right. You know, you, you go to Navashiva in India, and, you know, maybe a 7,000 TEU vessel is more effective than showing up with a 14, 16, 18, whatever. Anyways, um, so it was interesting to see that um, uh, what Flexport has been doing. Uh, they acquired a Canadian company that specialized in supporting e-commerce, uh, and uh, they are buying trucking companies. And what they're trying to do is essentially the same thing Maersk is. They want to go to the factory in China and support the flow of the cargo all the way through to either the warehouse doorstep or else, if possible, even get into the doorstep delivery for e-commerce. But that's got to be part of the strategy for these uh, mid-sized companies, right? Otherwise, the top 
three guys just take over. Yeah, right? but you see, the problem is big companies are good with dealing with big companies. They're not good with, with dealing with little companies. So um, a book that is required reading, if you want to understand the world of tomorrow, is The Platform Revolution. So companies like Maersk have for years and years tried to take over all the business away from the small freight forwarders. The freight forwarders around the world, they have their own association, they know each other. If you've got three containers to ship from Mozambique to Paraguay, you know, you get in contact with the freight forwarder. You don't go to a big ocean carrier. Right. They just don't have the capacity to worry about all of these small accounts. Uh, well, well, maybe not the interest, but you know, the capacity maybe. But anyways, <clears throat> the platform revolution says basically what you, you do is you create a platform where all of those people who normally couldn't get a car ride and need a car ride, and all of those people who would be willing to give somebody a ride can get together, and if it looks like there's a match, somebody can get a, a car ride that they really need, and somebody scores a few bucks, makes their car payment. Yeah. And that's the Uber Lyft thing, but this is also in warehouse exchange. Yeah. Jonathan Rosenthal yeah. is, uh, uh, you know, started. Um, you see uh, Flex E also, but they only really serve the big companies, whereas the, uh, the, the other one serves small companies, like you know, the Beanie Baby Maker in, in phase zero of its development. Yeah. I need 5,000 square feet. And so, to me, I think that Flexport is not going after the Walmarts. Right. They're going after the Walt's Bait Shop. Yeah. Okay. It's me that he's going after. I have bait shops all around the world, and I get all of these little rubber worms coming from Japan and China, and I need help. Right. And, you know, I'm never going to be at the scale of a big retailer, and I don't want to be. So I'm a good target client. Now, could Maersk be a good service provider for me? I don't know. MSC, I don't know. But these guys are willing to help me with a lot of problems. So I think it's an interesting advancement in the, in the vertical revolution. Yeah, I mean, I think it, I mean, it just sort of reminds me of something that, you know, in a way, it's funny to say it now, but something like Uber Eats five years ago sounded like the smallest niche in the world. I mean, who's gonna pay a driver and what driver is actually gonna go and, and who's gonna order to have you know Taco Bell delivered to their door. And now everybody does. See, as, <laughs> as human beings, we're getting lazier and lazier and lazier. We no longer cook for ourselves. <laughs> Somebody else cooks for us. We don't want to, we don't drive to pick up our food. It's cheaper to outsource it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> hey Walter, always good, man. Hey, good seeing you. All right, thanks, All right, man. Take care. See you. We are taping still. Yeah, Auburn, you just ran right into the uh, taping of the sequence. This has never happened before. <laughs> <laughs> so sorry. <laughs>